Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. This is a day we dread. I, you know, I have to be here for three hours to fill the program. I'm not going to speculate or do anything of that sort. But I will tell you what we know is that here's a small rural town, about 15,000 people. And this elementary school had second, third, and fourth graders who were age seven, eight, and nine. The mass murder, the news is reporting, had a domestic dispute and allegedly murdered his grandmother. He's 18 years old. His name is Salvador Ramos. And then... For unknown reasons, he drove to this elementary school, which apparently was very close to this to the home, and goes in with what appears to be a rifle and a pistol and just starts randomly murdering little kids, 14 of whom are dead. One teacher's dead, 15 dead so far. Others are in hospitals. Two are in a trauma unit, a trauma hospital in San Antonio. There's about 90 miles west of San Antonio. Um, again, a small town. From what we understand, there was not a chase with the Border Patrol and so forth. That had been a rumor. But the Border Patrol agents, several of them did arrive at the school to try and help, one of whom was injured, as did, of course, the local police and police 
from police agencies in the immediate area. I can see what appears to be a very, very now significant police presence. Even looks like some military. The mass murderer was apparently killed in a gunfight. It's earlier reported he committed suicide, but it's now being reported he was killed in a gunfight with the police. So this is worse than a nightmare for a parent. This is death. For your baby and for the family. You think about these things. Most of us have children. Many of us have grandchildren. I think of my grandchildren, nine years old and four years old. And these kids, they don't, you know, they don't know reality. They don't know evil. They expect mommy and daddy to protect them. They expect their teacher to protect them. They expect to be protected when they're at school. So even those who survive, you have to assume they'll be traumatized for the rest of their lives. And we have parents who do not know, some, whether their children have been murdered or not. Some do. Some do. So this is what you dread. You hear this sort of thing. You see this sort of thing. It's just, it's just, uh, I'm not going to get into the perimeters. There should be armed guards in every every school. And the rest of it, not, not yet. Because maybe there were. But when you see the film of the little kids lined up running, and the police or the adults, you know, trying to get them out of there. It's just, it's just. And then they were two days from the end of school year. Two days. Two days from the end of the school year. Now, the killer was a local. As I say, apparently he lived not too far from the school, some blocks. And allegedly uh, murdered his grandmother. Domestic dispute. This is all we know right now. That's it. Nothing more. The coroner just showed up recently. I want you to think also about the police officers and the emergency personnel that have to go into that school and see that scene. It's a small town. So they may well personally know these kids, but even if they don't, to see these little bodies lying around, blood everywhere. People will tell you they have solutions. People will tell you It's guns. People will tell you red flag laws. People will tell you. People want solutions. 
And so what happens is they start attacking other people, attacking groups, politicizing it. And I would just say this to President Biden two hours from now where he's supposed to give a speech to the nation. Now is it time to act like a president? Not like a political hack. Not like a Democrat partisan. So far you've failed. You've not been able to bring yourself to put this stuff aside. Act like a statesman. Unite the American people. Show some grace. Show some class. This is one of the reasons when I get behind this microphone. We've had this debate over abortion and even viable babies. And too many people in this country act like they're not human beings. It's a choice. And often I've talked to you about this. That we dehumanize the individual. And that's what happens. We dehumanize the individual. We don't treat the individual like an individual human being. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. A less than an hour ago, the, the chief of police in Uvalde, Texas, made a statement, and uh, his name is Pete Adorando, and here's what he said, cut 21, go. As she mentioned, I'm going to make a statement, and at this point, we won't take any any uh, questions. We will give you a time, and we'll be addressing the media uh, soon. At approximately 11:32 a.m. this morning, there was a mass casualty incident at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. The school has children that are in second, third, and fourth grade. Uh, I can confirm right now that we have several injuries, uh, adults and students, and we do have some deaths. Uh, the suspect is deceased at this point. Uh, DPS is assisting with the investigation. Um, and at this point, the investigation is leading uh, to tell us that the, the suspect uh, did act alone uh, during this hyenas crime. Uh, families are being notified and we are providing services to them uh, as the district uh, should. 
uh, as far as the rest of the district is concerned, safety measures were taken to make sure that we had a safe release for the rest of the district. Uh, for the, for throughout our city of Uvalde, and we uh, had numerous uh, law enforcement officers and agencies that assisted with the safety release for those students. Uh, we do want to keep all our families in their prayers. I hope you do as well. And we also want to respect the privacy of the family. Everything uh, is still being worked on, and again, we'll notify the parents and the families as soon as we have some news for them. You could tell he was shaken, and who wouldn't be? A little town like that. Certainly don't expect to see anything like that. Um, when you're on a small police force, you really never see anything like that, very rarely. And um, I just hope people in their own self-righteous projecting can uh, keep their heads together here. There's no simple answer to these things. There just isn't. There's things we can do, things we should do, but there's no simple answer to these things. And uh, obviously we'll know more <clears throat> as time goes on. Now, as we do know more, I will be the first to tell you, so stick with us. Um, and as there's any breaking information, I will be the first to tell you. We're monitoring everything. Uh, I will tell you that. So I think what we're going to do for at least part of this show is take some calls um, from responsible callers who understand the seriousness of this, and all of you do. But no chest beating or back stabbing or any of that stuff. I'm just not, just not in the mood for that. And so, Mr. Producer, I will, uh, I will pull up the screen. But I can't yet. Um, Keith in Montana, go right ahead, please. Keith, go right ahead. Hey, Mark, I've been listening to you for years, man, ever since um, Sean Hannity got you on uh, Fox News. And yeah. I, I know the whole story with that because I've been following you for a long time. Hard to Thank talk you. about this. Mm -hmm. um, my daughter um, was killed last year, and she, I had her in mental health. The problem that these stinking Democrats don't realize is that they have to. There, there is a family person that knows about this person. There's somebody that knows that he had problems. You have to get them help, and the help is not there. And it, we'd rather send the money over wherever we're going to send it. I'm not. I'm not saying Ukraine. I'm not saying all that. But they need to start helping. Mental. Well, the schools had plenty of money. They got it. They got it through COVID. They had more money than they knew what to do with. Yep, that's right. There needs to be more mental health help for people like my daughter, and like this person, and like whoever. This is your daughter? Twenty-six. Oh man, Born I'm July sorry. 4th. I'm sorry. So. Yep. These these, these idiot Democrats got They got to get a grip. All right, Keith. I'm very, very sorry. Let's see. Let's go to Al. Little Falls, New Jersey, the great WABC. Al, go right ahead, please. Yeah, Mark, I'm a retired Port Authority police officer. Um, Thank you. I know a lot of bit about people being shot in shootings, but there's something I need to bring to your 
attention that's not mentioned very much when it comes to these mass shootings. And that is, someone does not need to use a semi-automatic rifle to do a mass shooting. Now, you may be old enough, I think you are, to remember this incident. But back in the summer of 1966 in Austin, Texas, someone went to the top of the Austin University Tower and with a bolt-action rifle with the scope did a mass shooting. He shot between 40 to 45 people until he was killed. Mm. Now, the point I'm making here is that if someone were to do that again, I have no doubt in my mind that's going to be next on their list to come after. While it is a slower firing weapon to some extent, yes, but it is more deadlier and accurate at long range. That sniper, he was shooting people as far away as four or 500 yards. Mm-hmm. Oh, I understand. All right, well, thanks for your service, Al. I'm just listening. Let's go to John in Manteca, California, XM Satellite, SWAT. Yes, sir, go right ahead, please. Yes, sir. I did uh, four years infantry, short stand with Force Recon, retired SWAT officer, and after I got into law enforcement. When I retired, I went to my local school, and I took a minimum wage, $6.50, or $6.50 an hour to be a campus monitor, hall monitor. And I did it knowing that this stuff happens in our schools. And I was there when 9-11 happened, and a lot of kids and parents and teachers were glad I was there. And I challenged all the retired police, all the retired military, infantry, special forces, go volunteer to be a campus monitor. Make minimum wage, but be there for our kids. And you might be there when something major happens. And, you know, do it two days a week, three days a week, or five days a week if you can. You know, it's not, it wasn't about the money, but I was there and, you know, were you armed? To the kids and it was good for my soul, too. Were, were you armed? Were you allowed to be sorry, armed? That? I didn't hear. I. <laughs> Yeah, um, I was. In other armed. words, you you had yeah, a carry permit. Yeah, I had. I okay. concealed carry. Yeah, exactly. You had to have it so concealed. And the other officers, yeah, retired retired officers, former special forces, infantry, you know, rangers. There's tens of thousands of out there. If you still got a little uh, step in your game, uh, volunteer and get into the school. And Wonderful, John. I, I, I want to thank you uh, for your service. And these school districts have to allow men and women of that caliber to be, uh, of that stature, to be able to call to hold uh, weapons in order to protect them. I'll be right back, folks. It's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today 
at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, uh, self-defense, personal protection. I really do wish we would spend as much time focused on that as we do on these radical ideologies. I really do wish parents were treated with respect rather than as the enemy of the classroom. Rather than focusing on bizarre ideologies, we focus on the reality of what the world is and how to deal with it in terms of protecting these children. The war on cops, the war on law enforcement. This is not so easily addressed by politics. Let's pass a law. These lunatics don't really care what laws you pass. And if they have mental health issues, they don't even know what laws you passed. It's of no consequence. I think a little bit more faith would help in the schools and in the public square. It's not such a terrible thing. And yet we have secularized everything. I think a little bit more respect for the American people in the media rather than bringing on racists and bigots who push their agenda couldn't hurt. That we work to bring our culture together. Not just to unite the American people, as I said earlier, yes, but we have to, we need to celebrate our culture. We need to celebrate Americanism. We need to celebrate through Judeo-Christian principles that went into the founding of this nation. And if you're not Jewish or not Christian, there's no reason to take offense. You came here or a family member came here because of the nature of the country. You fled. You don't have to be Jewish or Christian. But facts are facts. It was founded on a Judeo-Christian belief system. which embraces Western civilization and the Renaissance and the Reformation and all these things. It's not so terrible to have a prayer in school, is it? Even a silent prayer? To think about a higher authority? Learn the Ten Commandments? Ten Commandments are common sense. I just personally feel the more we move away from who we are and how this great nation got here, the more it's unraveling. 
the more it's unraveling. Let's go to uh, Carol, Waco, Texas, on the Mark Levin app. Go right ahead, Carol, please. Thank you, Mark. Mark, four decades ago, I tried to commit suicide. I'm a lawyer today after all of that happened to me in my youth. And what I can say is that the problem is that mental health is the last taboo in terms of public dialogue. We can talk about trans and we can talk about what's a woman and we can talk about these radical ideologies that you mentioned earlier. But we don't talk about mental health, even though 24 million people in this country every year suffer a depressive episode. Mm-hmm. It's very common, but it's, it's not sexy. It doesn't play well. It's not attention grabbing in the news, but it's part of everyday life in this country now. And it needs to be addressed. My personal belief is that the technology outpaced our social and our emotional development almost as a species. And that there's this gap between quality of life and the speed at which everything is happening. And so you're only going to find more people and more people that are distraught, that are unable to keep up with the speed of things, let alone the financial ramifications of all of that. And if we don't address the root cause, if we don't acknowledge that this is a national epidemic, it really is an epidemic, then we're only going to see more of it. This young man was, it's heinous what he did, but he was clearly mentally ill. And people who knew him had to know, you know when someone you are close to is suffering. But we don't know what to do about it because there really isn't a national approach, even in the medical community, to dealing with people who are struggling to exist in a world that's lost its moral compass that's lost its values, and that lives life in the fast lane, a lane that humans can't keep up in. All right. Well, Carol, I want to thank you. I'm I'm so glad you're here with us, and I want to thank you for your call and your courage in telling us what took place, okay? Thank you, Mark. Can I say one more thing? Yes. People who try people who try to die, who try to commit suicide, or people who do what this young man did, are people who have what I like to say is misplaced hope. They've misplaced it. And when you're suffering and you think your suffering is never gonna end, whether it's physical or emotional or psychological, then doing something crazy like he did or trying to take your own life seems like a perverse logical thought why stay why not do something crazy and stop all the pain and so i like to say that those people have misplaced hope and that if they can find it again if people around them can show them that things can be different if i had died that day i wouldn't be an attorney i wouldn't have been able to help the many people i've helped in my life i wouldn't have been able to adopt a daughter from china i wouldn't have been able to be a writer an author a podcast i wouldn't have been able to do all the things i've done in my life 
because that night I had misplaced hope. And I thought the only way to end the suffering was to leave my body. We need to support and you, and you people. May, and you may be, and I think as a general rule, you're definitely right. But we don't know anything about this guy yet. And he could be pure evil, too. There are serial murders out there. I'm not even commenting on this this murder. Who uh, who take delight in what they do. Um, I don't know what to make of this yet. We have more facts. But I do agree with you. And there's an awful lot of money that these school systems waste. They just got like a quarter of a trillion dollars. A lot of it didn't go toward COVID, but it goes toward teaching racism. seems to me that's a misspent priority in this country when you're teaching people to be racist. All right, Carol, thank you for your call. Everything I say here tonight, I just want to warn you, is going to be used to attack me. To attack me. There's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I care to do about it. If the laws had been changed, if the Supreme Court hadn't protected the most vile smear merchants in the country, then these things wouldn't be happening in terms of smearing me and other people. But every single thing I say, people hang on my every word. These organizations are paid a fortune. And they twist what I say. This is what they do, and they are there in full, full guard today. I just want you to know. But my focus is on what's taking place today, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing just to be thinking about what those little babies were going through. Good God. Let's go to Sean. Excuse me. Let's go to John in Nevada. Las Vegas, Nevada, XM Satellite. John, go right ahead, please. Uh, Mark, uh, honored to speak to you. Uh, I think this country has to look at two things. Uh, number one, we're of this, you and I are of the same generation. We didn't have this. When I went to school, we had guns on the back of our truck windows. Uh-huh. And we got, we, got our, we got whooped in school, but we didn't think about going into the truck and 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 doing whatever so something has come down in the last 10 15 years where these kids 18 years old it seems like that's pretty prevalent are being indoctrinated with violence i told your call screener i have a son in prison i'm the other side of this and every time he got in trouble i would talk to the local sheriff and i would tell him He's going to do something, and he's going to do something bad. I raised this kid. I know it. And that sheriff looked at me all three times and said, he has to do it first. We have to stop that. What did he, if you want to tell us, what did he do? It, it was a sexual basis. He got, he, okay. He, okay. He, uh, That's all we need to know. Yeah. All right, John, I'm sorry about that, because you're right. You're the other side of it, and you're a parent, and you probably figured you were raising your kid well, doing the best you could, and then this happens, right? Yes. 
So when a parent walks up to the authority, you know, everybody says, you know, there's family members that know this and stuff like that. That is true. But they have to commit a crime. And he did several of them before they finally put him away. Mm -hmm. And that's we have to look at that, too. Where is this coming from? And, And when a parent goes up and says, hey, problem, problem. Nope. He's got to do something first. The culture is in trouble in this country, and it's in trouble because the politics do affect the culture, and the answer is cultural. But uh, lawlessness, constant uh, negativity about about your environment, constant blaming other people, the expunging of faith from the public square, in my view, and from public schools. And, I mean, if they keep teaching hate and they keep teaching retribution, because that's really what some of these ideologies are, my great fear is it's going to get worse before it gets better, if it gets better. And, uh, again, we don't know the specific circumstances here. We'll know soon enough. Thank you, John. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, I think at a minimum, under any circumstance, in fact, under every circumstance, you need an armed guard at these schools. Even that can fail. Killer can come in one entrance while the armed guard is on the second floor or down at the other end of the school. But the point is to try and, and curb the threats that face her. Children, when you go in an airport and you go through security, there are armed TSA everywhere. Everywhere. And so many other aspects of our society. Folks, we have no new information. In the last hour, on television, they're playing a loop, the same video over and over and over again. I don't condemn them. People want to know what took place, and they're trying to figure out what took place. And they're waiting for the officials to tell us more. Meanwhile, we will continue here. Timothy in Atlanta, Georgia, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, please. You made the... Good point about these airports, and I saw it on the screen, so go ahead. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Hi, Mr. Levin. I'm I'm very honored you took my call, sir. I, I'm a huge fan, and Thank Sean. You. Okay. Sir, what happened? I, I love you. I've been big uh, big fan of yours for years, uh, sir. Yeah, uh, I have three of my uh, kids myself. You know, it, still in school. I have five kids altogether. Uh, three of them still in school. And, and you're right. We we've, we've got airport security we've got security at our courthouses i'm a truck driver in some of these truck stops nowadays we've even got armed guards right here in the truck stops that's you know are you telling me that my life is worth more than my child now maybe they had an armed guard there we don't know that yet just want to be clear we don't know yet but um but as a general rule i agree with you 100 percent Yes, sir. I mean, what is it going to take for us to, to, to get something like that to happen? I mean, I don't I don't understand. We, have, we have to do a lot of things, and the question is whether we're prepared to do them. I mean, I don't know how many more of these there are going to be. We need to muscle up security at these schools, uh, and these unions have to agree to it. These teachers have to agree to it, and these school boards have to agree to it. Um, but it has to be done. We spend so much money on other stuff that's so self-destructive of our society. That's number one. And then uh, and, and there's no point in having a guard at a, at a school, and I'm not commenting on this school in particular, if they're not armed. There's no point. So they need to be armed. Schools can't afford it. Schools afford whatever they want to afford. And they can and they must. Now, let's see if this becomes a priority in all those school districts where they don't do it. I think there ought to be metal protectors. That's just the way it goes. Uh, you just don't know how these things are going to happen. And, and you're not going to be able to predict every incident. But maybe you can stop one or two. That's a big deal, I think. But I think the biggest problem we have is the culture rot. I really do. Anything goes. Um, disrespect for the family structure. Disrespect for faith, religious institutions. Uh, disrespect for history, experience, tradition, morals. It's a big problem. A very big problem. All right, we'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. We're here on a very difficult evening in America, I think. And... Um, some people are, are largely unaffected by this. Some people are largely unaffected. Somebody sent me a link to Media Matters for America. 
This is what I was talking about. Rather than put down their their libelous assault on certain individuals and networks, they just can't stop. And this is what I meant about the culture is sick. White nationalists thank Tucker Carlson. Next, when an American journalist was killed in the West Bank, Fox News barely blinked an eye. Right-wing media pushed conspiracy theory that U.S. is giving up national health policy sovereignty to World Health Organization. Steve Crowder goes on racist tirade. These are Fox News' leading advertisers as they promote a boycott. I'm just showing you. This is a major Democrat, heavily funded front group. These are Tucker Carlson's leading advertisers. These are Laura Ingram's leading advertisers. GOP House nominee J.R. Majewski praised bullying for allowing kids to compete and attacked anti-bullying efforts as Marxist. Fox News host Tucker Carlson is a dangerous friend in Hungary's Victor Orban. John Eastman's latest legal filing reveals the dual role of Fox News hosts. That's really about me. They have no idea what they're talking about. None. Fox adopts Elon Musk's defense that sexual harassment report is merely dirty tricks and political attacks. A network of hate-fueled accounts is thriving on Instagram. GOP gubernatorial nominee Doug Mastriano shared peace claiming U.S. should be fearful of Muslims being elected to Congress. Just goes on and on. Same thing. Hour after hour, day after day, week after week, month after month. An endless, heavily funded propaganda campaign that tries to destroy their opponents. You get this from Media Matters, you get it from media, you get it from these other groups, you get the Lincoln Project, you have to wonder. These people have a heart? They have a soul? Do they have kids? Do they have grandkids? Today, you can't give it a break? Answer is they're never going to give it a break. And this is part of the reason we have culture rot in this country. You got parents who don't even know if their kids have been murdered as I speak. Can you imagine? They're little babies. Hoping, praying to God that they're alive. But we know 14 of them are not, as well as the teacher, 15 total. Now, this is what we should be focusing on. This is what we should be focusing on. And I'm just pointing this out, that some things never change. Hate, bigotry, evil. It just has metastasized. Now, I don't know 
much about this mass murder. We know the previous mass murder was a racist. Was indeed a real white supremacist. All Americans aren't white supremacists. Look at the nation now, mourning. Black, white, brown, red, yellow, whatever. Mourning what's taking place today. Nobody who is sane wants to see little kids slaughtered in their school. Seven, eight, nine-year-olds. Nobody who's of sound mind, that is, who's not evil or mentally ill. And here's the other thing. I should put a footnote on this. There are mentally ill people who are not killers. There are mentally ill people who care for one another, who care for the American people and children and parents and all the rest. They're the vast majority of people who need mental health care. So many of them don't have an evil bone in their body as they struggle along in their life, day in and day out, trying to exist, trying desperately to be happy. But for God knows reasons that are explainable and inexplicable. They can't cope. They don't go into schools and start slaughtering people. And yet they're stigmatized too. Perhaps this killer was mentally ill, was a lunatic. But all mentally ill people are not that way. All white people are in a certain way. All black people are in a certain way. It's just, it's, look where we've, look where we've gone here. How the culture is such vicious attack. I mean, I had a full show worth of preparation here, as I always do. I spend all day going through things and on and on. And there was a piece in Legal Insurrection that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on here. But on another occasion, I would have. Just the virulent pushing of, of radical agendas in our classrooms. You have to wonder how people keep it together. The chicken, the sky is falling. climate change agenda the depending on what race you were born you're in that camp or this camp or another camp the dehumanization of the individual I mean we we can improve We can improve if we can get around these massive obstacles. 
Tomorrow will be another day. The next day will be another day. And on we go. And on we go. The culture in so many respects has been devoured. This is a great country. This is a fantastic country. But there are people who are evil. And there are people who are ill. Not all ill people do evil things. But evil by definition. People do evil things. We get no help from the media in bringing this nation together. We get no help from these websites and their organizations and the donors and all the rest. We have a built-in infrastructure, mostly in the shadows. The built-in infrastructure that runs counter to our culture, demeans it. I'm not exactly sure what the answer is, other than to not be afraid to mention it. Everything I'm telling you right now is not political. And if people think it's political, they have a problem. I'm talking about Americans and Americanism. I'm talking about our culture and our society. Now, some of you have asked me, Mark, why why do you spend so much time on Ukraine? Well, among other things, when I see little kids being slaughtered by a conquering army, when I see civilians, including maternity wards and so forth, being slaughtered by a conquering army, when I hear that little girls and women are gang raped by a conquering army that an entire city Maripol is under 24 hour 7 day a week bombardment that people who just a few months ago were living happily and freely are putting on trains and put on trucks and shipped into Russia I ask myself, how is it that people don't care? That people can pretend that's not happening. How do you do that? Don't you hear those people screaming? Begging for help? I do. I absolutely do. Maybe it's because of my ancestry. But I think most Americans agree with me. That's why I spent a lot of time last night for an hour and early in the program playing clips from Reagan. 
trying to reach as many people as I can. The issue is humanity. Whether it's abortion, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's a horrific mass shooting like this. The issue is humanity. If you respect your fellow human beings or not, if you believe life is precious, if you believe in God and how blessed most of us are, we can't hide from this. We can't pretend it's not happening. And so there are things we need to do. We need to resuscitate our culture. We need to take it back. We need to celebrate it. We need to take our classrooms back. We can't have courts ruling that no God, no Ten Commandments, no faith in the public square, let alone in the classroom. Nobody's trying to compel people to do anything. But it's really quite recent, as far as our history goes, to, to banish all of this. There needs to be respect for life. And as Carol, I believe her name was, the lawyer who said when she was young she attempted suicide. We waste an awful lot of money in this country going to this group or that group or this cause or that cause by the billions. If people need mental health care and we can help them, we should figure out ways to do it. Rather than blowing our money in a thousand different directions. I'll be right back. Lovin. Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. For half the cost, the average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data, and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. All right, let's take a couple of calls here. Let's go to Los Angeles, California, KRLA country. Uh, Pastor John, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Mark. Uh, I'm, uh, I feel the same way as you do. Uh, I'm actually grieving this happening. You know, it, uh, it vexes my spirit. You know, I know that, the, that this, this uh, spirit of godlessness is rampant and it's having a, a powerful effect on uh, this country. And, you know, uh, the, the culture wars that we know have been going on for decades. 
and they are having a great impact. We see violence uh, everywhere, violence against ch- unborn children, violence against children that are one day, one minute old. I mean, uh, violence against people waiting for a train or in a school or there's no, it's, there's no safe place because of godlessness. And uh, we can do what we can. We can put guards there, but we have to deal with the culture eventually. We have to deal with what's really happening. A scripture tells that if you train a child the way he should go, when he is old, he shall not depart from it. And how many kids are being let me Let me just hold, hold one second. Now it's 18 children killed and three adults. So it's gone from 15 to 21, Pastor. Lord. I didn't mean Lord to interrupt you. You know, uh, yeah. I, I, I just recently drove through Uvalde. Uh, it's a nice little western, uh, t- west Texas town with a river running through it. Uh, it's a hunter's paradise. It's a beautiful little place. Uh, but even, even godlessness is there. You know, people are being brought up without God. You know, they, they want people to live according to their own wants and needs. Uh, they, they rationalize, they give people uh, excuses for acting out. They say, go ahead and rob because you don't have. Go ahead and uh, go in there and take what somebody else is because they have too much. Go live in houses that are not yours. Do things that are contrary to everything that is in the Word of God. In fact, we don't want to hear about the Word of God, they say. We want government. We want human government. We don't want God to govern us any, at all. And uh, that's where we're at. Uh, you know, in a world where people are still listening to the wicked, people that they know have done evil, and people in high places and political positions, it's already known that they do evil, but they still listen to them. They still uh, point to them and say, let's hear what they have to say. And uh, instead of looking toward God, people look at look back in the Obama time. They, well, they forgot about uh, the National Day of Prayer. I, I, I have a heartbreak, Pastor. I have a heartbreak. I want to thank you um, for calling in and for sharing your wisdom. And we wish you very, very well. 18 children murdered, three adults. 21 is the number right now. We'll be right back. Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. For half the cost, the average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data, and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Let us go to Peter. 
Palm Beach, Florida, the great uh, Florida, the great WJNO. Peter, how are you? Good evening, Mr. Levin. I just want to say that there are schools out here that make the commitment to keeping their kids and the staff safe. I am a school safety officer. I'm on mm-hmm. duty actually right now as we're speaking. Right now, because the uh, we're at the end of the school year, the campus is closed. But this campus is, we try to keep it extremely secure. There's a fence that completely goes around the entire campus. And nobody can enter the campus without coming through security, or at least us having eyes on them. And the front door is locked. We have to radio in to the front door where the front desk also has a view of them. And they made that commitment to keeping these kids safe. What we do is, uh, as we're all retired police officers or military, myself, I'm a 26-year retired police officer from New Jersey and also 21-year retired military. I have five tours overseas under my belt. Well, you're tremendous. Now, did a lot of this occur after the Parkland slaughter of those kids there? They yes, decided sir, to tighten up in Florida? Yeah. What's that? Well, at least in Palm Beach Gardens, and these private schools have hired my company. There's approximately 13 to 15, maybe upwards of 17 schools that now have hired my company to mm-hmm. uh, take care of the security on these schools. They're all private schools, so we were outside of the Palm Beach County School District Police. We're a separate mm-hmm. entity. Well, we're all armed and we're all trained. We do training every year. Usually twice a year we get some training days in during right here at the school, at the campus that I'm on. The office is here. We train during the uh, Christmas break and also over the summer. Throughout the year, we also do all kinds of video training of tactics and we study incidents such as Parkland. We also study such as this incident today, last weekends over there in buffalo and so on all right peter thank you and thank you for what you do sir appreciate it 18 children killed three adults that's like an entire classroom of kids mr producer let us go to michelle edelston wyoming xm satellite go right ahead please hi hello mr levin Yes, ma'am. I would like to say that I've studied the Bible for over 30 years and that uh, God is the source of moral law, whatever people believe. And since he's been expelled from schools and society, then we wonder at the fruit. Then the Apostle Paul says that ultimately the source of events that are taking place can be found in the spirit world, in the spirit realm. And yet we try to solve everything in the secular realm and it's not going to work. And looking at the moral situation, uh, the free fall in the country and the situation we have with these elections, I think that these are the times it's very highly possible that these are the times and events that explain to us, why America is not found in prophecy for the end times. It's a question on the on the minds of many people who devoted their lives to the study of prophecy and the end times. And they wonder, why do we not find America 
referred to. Maybe these are the times that will show us why. Well, I hope not. I hope not. Thank you for your call, Michelle. This could just be an evil punk. It could be that simple. We got to get more facts. And, um, but I do think as a general matter, as we've talked about so far this evening, we really talk about most days, don't we? Uh, the nation's culture is being ravaged and savaged, and the moral and faith aspects of the society are constantly on defense and under attack. And I do believe that the secularization, even of faith, strangely enough, is definitely problematic as a general matter. Let's go to Barbara, Oxford, Michigan, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, please, Barbara. Thank you, Mark, for taking my call. Um, I want to make this a, a, as quick as possible but with the points. Um, uh, November 30th, 2021, um, as you know, there was an Oxford High School shooting, killed four people, um, numerous kids were shot 1800 students in the school but we're still a small town and it affected every single one of us i'm an alumni of the school many many years ago but one of my best friends was killed which or i said i should say best friend's family uh, or a good friend of the family which was um tate Muir, the football player and um and the town came together. We were all devastated, distraught, wondering why this little town and how did this happen? There were two armed guards there, um, but they were in that specific hall. Mm-hmm. And this kid, this awful, awful kid, has mental illness, and there's pages in his diary that talks about killing these kids. But it also talks about how he asked for help from the parents. And the parents ignored them. The parents are narcissists. They were all about themselves instead of this young man that needed help. And and the one thing that makes me so angry is that when this town was seeking, um, you know, some type of answers, we all came together for this vigil that we thought was going to be held by the town by in that in it um by people you know that had um that were part of like maybe ministry ministers or pastors or um you know anybody from from the churches right no instead whitmer puts it together with rashid your best friend tel aviv Mm -hmm. she is nowhere near our town we are in Oakland County. County. She's in Dearborn. What the hell was she doing there? And I'm All sorry right. for swearing. All right, Barbara. I understand completely. Thank you for your call. Sorry for your friend's passing. Let's go to Bob Roosevelt, Texas, the great WBAP. How are you, Bob? I'm doing as well as I can, Mark. Talk to me. It's been a very difficult day. Today? 
I was telling your call screener that uh, earlier today my daughter and I were talking about the Sutherland Springs Baptist Church shooting that took her sister and four of my grandchildren. So you lost your daughter, four grandchildren in 2017 at this church shooting? Yes, sir. That's correct. Good Lord. And I'm sure... I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. I'm sure every damn second of the day, this is a burden on you that you cannot escape. Yes, sir. It... uh, These families... Some of them are still waiting to hear. They're frantic. I've been there. And... uh, Excuse me, I'm trying. No, Bob, it's I'm trying okay. to hold it together. But uh, they they'll never be the same. No. no. And they've they've um, they've entered their new lives. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I I was uh, like I was telling your call screener we were. My daughter and I were talking about the shooting earlier today. We we don't do that regularly. Mm-hmm. It just happened to come up today. And then, uh, then. And you hear this. Is Bob still there, Rich? You still there, Bob? We'll try to get him back if he wants to come back. So uh, we're going to take a little break. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. For half the cost, the average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data, and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. All right. Bob is back, correct, Mr. Producer? Um... And Bob just needed a little break. And Thank you for bringing me Go back. Go right ahead, Mark. my friend. Um, I uh, First of all, I want to thank you for always showing sympathy to the families. Uh, we did not experience that with the media after our shooting. 
and um, they were they were very aggressive. Just wanted a story. But I've noticed uh, that you always are compassionate with the families. It, it apparently means so much to you. And uh, if any of the media is listening, I would like to caution them. Don't put these experts on. I mean, mm-hmm. my family became experts November the 5th, 2017. Mm-hmm. These people that claim to be experts just go in after the fact. And and what they say doesn't really mean anything. But um, that's so true. You talked about you talked about mental health earlier. I had that conversation with Attorney General Sessions. Uh, there was a delegation came to meet with the families after the shooting and uh Attorney General Sessions was the first person I talked to. And you know there was a flaw in the law which was caused by the previous administration before President 45. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the first thing Attorney General Sessions wanted to talk about was the law. But I explained to him it doesn't matter once these people set their mind on killing, people are going to die. And then we began to talk about mental health and evil. It, it's a combination. It's mm-hmm. evil and it's driven by mental health. In all these cases, I don't care what it is. There's no other explanation but that's as far as it gets, is talk. Mm-hmm. Back in the 70s, I knew a guy who was, I, I guess he was schizophrenic. I don't know. He had mental issues. One weekend, he tried to get committed to a hospital. He couldn't get in. His mother tried to help him. He went to a judge. He couldn't. They wouldn't help him. He he wound up pulling in front of that hospital and committing suicide. He was in his twenties, and that I've carried that with me for all these. That's been like uh, almost fifty years ago, mm-hmm. and nothing has improved. I don't know what the answer is to the mental health issue, but we have these people out here. Uh, Defense Secretary Mattis released an IG report in December of 2018 that I would encourage everyone to read. It's it's available on the defense.gov website. You'll have to search for it. But they investigated what went wrong with this shooting. And this guy had so many skirts with the law. He checked himself into mental hospitals when he was in the Air Force. But that's because he was in trouble. Because he beat up his wife and he crushed her baby's skull. 
So he had history. And that's what the Air Force failed to report Mm -hmm. to the NICS system. And the Air Force was prohibited to report him being evaluated for mental health because his check-ins were voluntary. Mm -hmm. And according to this IG report, that can only be changed by Congress. And I have contacted my congressman to look into this, but I don't think anything's been done about it. All right, Bob. Don't be a stranger, okay? I'd like to hear from you again. Thank you for hearing me out, Mark. No, it's an honor. I'm so sorry. God, I don't... Nobody deserves what you're going through. I thank you, Bob, and God bless you, my friend. It's an honor to know that you're out there, quite frankly. And I much, much appreciate it. And I think the best way to handle tonight's program is when President Biden speaks. We will take that live. We will continue to take your calls. I'll continue to update you. But uh, just to, uh, to clarify something, 18 children were murdered. One adult was murdered, the teacher, not three. Uh, and, of course, the mass murder, he was killed by law enforcement as there was a shootout. Uh, this town is relatively close to the border. Border Patrol actually came and did what they could to help as well. One Border Patrol agent was injured. And police, obviously from the community and surrounding communities, fairly quickly, it turns out, were on the spot. But the video they keep showing on TV, it appears to me that he did have a rifle as well as a pistol. But all that will be fleshed out uh, in due course. But um, we should pray for the families, and we should pray for those who were murdered. And it's not hard to have compassion. Put yourself in the shoes of somebody else. You'll get compassion very, very quickly. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, the U.S. Constitution authorizes two forms of legitimate money, gold and silver. But our government abandoned gold and silver over 50 years ago. Meanwhile, gold and silver prices have skyrocketed over the last year amid growing political and economic uncertainty. Experts say precious metal prices are headed much higher in the months and years ahead. So to help protect my listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer. Silver walking Liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of $12.50 each delivered. You heard me right, $12.50 by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492. Silver walking Liberty half dollars for just $12.50 each delivered while supplies last, 800-630-1492, 800 800- In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. 
It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-381-877-381-3811. Um... We'll continue to take your calls. We'll continue to monitor events. When Joe Biden speaks, we will carry Joe Biden. So uh, you'll be up to date on what's taking place. I'm going to go to Deborah, Newburgh, New York, XM Satellite. Deborah, go right ahead, please. Hi, Mark. I'm so glad you took my call. My husband and I have been listening to you since. Before Trump was elected, and you really helped us with all of that. What I want to say is, um, I, I run a day program, a mental health day program in Hudson Valley, New York. And what we do, it's called PROS, which is Personal Recovery Oriented Services. And we offer so much hope to people. And we get people that come in so sad, so depressed, whatever. You know, they, they come in really not feeling hopeful. But we have um, job offer. You know, we have someone that works with them for working. We get them back into the community. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like I'm all over the place right now tonight because the other thing is my husband, and I'm so proud of him, just got elected last week to the most corrupt school board um, system. Newburgh mm-hmm. has been notoriously. So he's doing that. We're trying to do Although I'm in Loudoun County, it's not exactly the best. Okay, so so my husband used to write to the new uh, the Times Herald Record up here, and they're so liberal, mm-hmm. and they stopped taking his his writings. And my f- husband's very articulate; he's very um, he's just very smart. He used to talk to me so many years ago about stuff that I never wanted to hear about. Like I'm young, I don't care. But then he finally got to me, and and then so we listen to you all day long. We listen to Alex. We listen to you. We listen to um, All right. Um, Where are we Andrew, going with this? Andrew, but my point is, I, there's so many things that's wrong. And people are saying these people that are doing what they're doing, but there's so much services out there. Sometimes, and like they say, the families don't want to talk about it. The cops don't want to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it, but there's services out there. Why do we have to wait for a, a massive killing like today mm-hmm. before someone gets help? And my agency, we and it's throughout the state of New York, this program, but we help people and we give them hope and we're very compassionate. And I and I'm all for all that. But we got to protect these schools now. We got to because there's a lot of reasons a lot of people do horrific things. 
And no system is perfect. That is, no mental health system, no matter how much you spend is perfect, no family's perfect, nothing's perfect. And that's one of the things we got to get used to. So one of the things you do is you try and limit the damage that can be done. And depending on the school, the size of the school, there should at least be one armed, trained protector. Protector in every single school. If it's a large high school, more than one. And you're going to hear people, and you've heard them call in, say, we don't have the resources. We do have the resources. If we have the resources for all these crazy ideologies and teachers and all the rest of it. We have the resources. The COVID money was almost a quarter of a trillion dollars, and most of it didn't even go toward the COVID issue. Uh, so it's not a matter of resource. It's a matter of... Uh, priorities and it's a matter of motivation you have a lot of school districts and schools that do not want an armed guard this is a huge mistake i'm not saying it's this one by the way as for all i know they had one uh maybe they were thinly staffed i just don't know we'll find out and i'm not ready to just start pouncing but throughout our country we have many many schools that are not protected many that are not protected. We have many schools that focus their resources on, on the wrong things, and they don't want the parents involved, and they don't want the community involved, and that's got to stop. That's got to stop. Those little babies who died today, 18 of them, they had mothers, they had fathers, as well as that teacher who was slaughtered. Horrific, just horrific. And people want to do something, well, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's protect the kids in these classrooms the way we would protect, you know, anything else. We're protecting our airports. We have TSA. They're armed. Every state, every state should insist and ensure that every school in the state at least has some level of defensibility. And you can't do it without an armed, trained force. You just can't do it. Um, and, you know, we sign executive orders left and right to do a thousand different things. But if I hear one more time we're having a committee meeting or if I, I've asked the Department of Equity to take a look at this or we're going to, uh, you know, we're gonna, I, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore. We're rational people. We know what has to be done to some extent. Some of it's just too complicated, but some of it to some extent Give these little babies a fighting chance. They can't defend themselves. If somebody's going to break into your home and you're a father or a mother, you'll fight to the death to protect your child. Shouldn't there be a capacity for a school that has your kids seven, eight hours a day to do exactly the same? I think so. That's just a general point. Thank you for your call, Deborah. Martin. Gainesville, Florida, the great WSKY. Go right ahead, please. Hey there, Mark. I think so, too. I agree completely with you. And your other point regarding the COVID monies that were misspent on this nonsense that they've got, and we're not going to discuss it here, but this tragedy could have been averted. And I'm not saying, like you said, we don't know what the circumstances are down there, but schools in this nation should be equipped with a metal detector and someone armed right there looking at it 
to uh, assess who's coming into the school. And the money that was spent on COVID relief went to changing our culture, unfortunately. And you're right on both of those points, and that's really all I wanted to say, sir. Thank you. Oh, thank you. We have metal detectors at the Capitol building, and we have armed guards at the Capitol building. We should have metal detectors in our schools and armed guards in our schools. Now we're looking at the teacher who was murdered, young woman, just a beautiful young woman, murdered. Horrific. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. If you're a parent in America tonight and you have little elementary school kids or middle school, even high school, and you see what happened in Texas here. What do you think about those who say you have nothing to say about your children in school? You just give them up for six, seven, eight hours. They're children of the state. And then you get them back. Doesn't this underscore how insane that is? I think parents need to get more involved, and I'll put the marker down here. I'll start it. And not only what their kids are being taught, but in whether and how they're being protected. This needs to be part of the parents' movement. Not just what they're taught, which is important, crucially important, because we're the ones who launched this effort here, right behind this microphone. But also, how and whether they're being protected. This needs to be a new civil right. They talk about parents, civil rights, and I agree with that. But now we're talking about the civil rights of children. I don't care what neighborhood it is. I don't care what race these kids are. They need to be protected. I want to go to Rick College Station, Texas, on the Mark Levin app, the retired Texas trooper. How are you, Rick? Doing fine, Mark. Long-time listener. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. So I was an elected uh, constable here in the Brazos County, which is home to Bryan College Station, Texas A&M University. And when Sandy Hook happened, I went and spoke to both school boards here and they cannot ask questions they give you so many minutes to speak and my concern was as i stated to them and also to the superintendent individually that until if we're not going to let police officers i mean teachers carry uh, concealed weapons then we need to hire retired officers Mm -hmm. as 
armed security guards in the elementary and junior high schools. Your high schools normally have police officers full-time stationed there, and some of our junior high. But my fear was always that that possibility could happen here, and I pray that it never happens. But, you know, is hiring a security guard armed $15, $20 an hour? Is that worth the life of a child? Is it worth, if we can afford AstroTurf on football fields and new band equipment, which I'm all for, and, and a lot more library books, is, isn't it worth that? Isn't no, that this ought to be the number one priority, the safety of the students, period. You're absolutely right, sir. And you have school boards that resist, didn't you, Rick? Not well. I I don't think because you get five minutes to speak and they're not able to ask questions. My feeling is that all of them were probably for it. But here's here lies the rub. When you go and talk to the superintendents individually, first thing is, well, we've hardened our schools. We got gates around them. We got locks at the front. And I said, that's fine and good that you're hardening these elementary and junior high school. But I said, if a shooter wants to bad enough, he's going to wait. He's going to get in there. He'll wait till it's uh, playtime outside, P.E. He will do the damage. And so like anything in law enforcement, sometimes people view it as a necessary evil. But we, our kids are worth it. Our kids are worth it. And the answer is not taking our guns away and doing more gun laws. I'm just, you know, waiting for the liberal left to start screaming that. Let's start hiring off-duty or retired peace officers, paying $15, $20. But you know what? Some of these school districts are never going to do it because of the way they trash cops generally. Some of these school districts are not going to do it. I can think of some right off the top of my head. But you're exactly right. Where they will do it, we must do it. Where we can do it. And states need to have a say in this. They can't just leave it to every school district. Rick, I want to thank you, my friend, for your service as a trooper and uh, for your comments now. Thank you. Let's go to David, Cheshire, North Carolina, XM Satellite, a vet. David, go right ahead, please. Yes, sir, David. Hi. Love your show. I love your show. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. I'm sitting here in my car, and it's raining. And uh, I know, like yourself, I have a very heavy heart right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, of course, uh, not to toot my horn or anything. I'm a, a Vietnam veteran, and I only am saying that because of how hard it is to see this kind of thing when you're an adult. But the Lord just put it on my heart right now as I watch my little seven-year-old, soon-to-be eight-year-old granddaughter walking away with her, with my wife, her grandmother. And I thought, oh, my God, these children. Mm-hmm. How many children are still that, that saw this? And they're going to need so much help 
through this, the trauma. I hope this nation will take this as as by God. We're not going to allow this anymore. Mm-hmm. Under no circumstances. This is going to stop. We have to stop this. This is a Christian nation, despite what President Obama said. And we need to pray. We need to run these flags at half-mast half, half all over the United States tomorrow. An honor, an honor of what these families are suffering. And it's terrible what's going on in this country. Mm-hmm. This is a symptom of a much greater problem. And we got to stop it. And if we don't stop it, God's going to stop it. This nation won't be here anymore. And I, I, I'm a retired uh, prison chaplain, Mark. Mm-hmm. And I know the, the 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 heart of men can be changed and people can come around and people that have mental problems a lot of times it's it goes back to their spirit and the spiritual world i just wanted to say this because lord jesus i have a heavy heart over this mark mhm I, I, I agree i think I think a lot of men that went into that elementary school today and are still there, you want to see a man cry? I bet they're all crying tonight, as we all are very, very upset. Very, very upset. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Just very quickly... In Georgia, Herschel Walker is the Republican nominee, endorsed by President Trump. He endorsed him as well. Uh, looks like Brian Kemp will hold on to his Republican nomination uh, uh, for the governorship. Uh, you'll see all kinds of uh, misleading, intentionally so, uh, analysis of that. Kemp was way ahead for a long time, and none of these surrogates who went into Georgia made a dime's worth of difference. We're still waiting for... Joe Biden, who is over 20 minutes late in giving his speech about what took place in Texas today. And as I said, we can only hope it's going to be an actual presidential speech and not the kinds of speeches he's given before. The speech he gave in Buffalo, I thought, was horrific. And those poor people had to sit there and listen to him go on in a highly political and partisan atmosphere. That's not what's needed now. That's not what's needed now. I don't care what the left says. I don't care what the media say. We can engage in uh, 
in all of this later. This just happened. And some of these kids undoubtedly are still fighting for their lives. Some adults are undoubtedly still fighting for their lives. We've spent an hour here commiserating with each other, having a mature, rational, adult-like conversation about many issues related to something like this. And you really can't understand it. I was going to say trying to understand it. There is no understanding it. You can try and deal with it in advance. Hope, that is, hope you can stop whatever kind of evil is out there. But you can't, totally, that's for sure. But you want to improve the chances of preventing a mass murder here or there. I want to take a few more calls. Let's go to Bruce, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. Bruce, go right ahead, please. Thank you, Mark. God bless you. We need you so badly today, and we're all grieving in Texas. I'm a retired police chaplain. I pastor a church here, and uh, I do motivational speaking around the country. I was in a high school in Chicago several years ago, an inner-city school, and there were armed guards at every intersection of that big inner-city high school. And this business about we don't have enough resources they had $10,000 paid to a so-called motivational speaker to come into Sugarland High School a few years ago to teach the girls how to have lesbian sex. And uh, they were using, uh, you know, corn on the cob and a cucumber. to do All right, it. we don't want to know anymore. You're yeah. saying they really are. They're wasting money, pushing ideological agendas. And I'm sure we need our parents to get more involved now. If you look at the budgets, go line item by line item. If they won't give it to you, use the Freedom of Information Act in your state. You can get them. And just question them. When I was on the school board, I was 19, 20 years old. That's what I did. I got the budget, and I made it public whether the school board liked it or not. And we went line item by line item, and they had to defend every copy machine, every ream of paper. You folks can do this, too. And then you can address the priorities of the school district. How many more of these slaughters do we need before these districts are muscled up? That that should be the number one priority. When you send your little kid on that bus or drop them off at school or they walk to school, you got to know that they're protected as best as possible. The fact is, putting this aside, I don't know the details, none of us do. The vast majority of our schools are not protected as best as possible. I'm not saying turn them in the prisons, but let's learn something. We learned something from 9-11 at our airports, and certainly some states are better than others, and some school boards don't do a damn thing because they're so hostile to law enforcement. Anyway, Bruce, go right ahead. Yes, and another thing, too, we have auxiliary policemen that'll do it for free. We have volunteer policemen that'll do it for free. We have retired policemen. We have police chaplains. There are so all true. kinds of people that want to help, Mark. I agree 100%. 100%. And if I were a school board member, I'd be bringing this up every board meeting until it was resolved. And those of you who have kids in schools and those of you who don't, you've shown up at these school board ma- meetings and now make an additional demand. This is one of them. Thank you for your call. I'll call you pastor. We much appreciate it. There was a planned, this is horrific, assassination against George W. Bush by an Iraqi immigrant with ties to ISIS. 
And there is a very significant piece about this that we're going to link to on MarkLevinShow.com by Forbes that gets into the very specific details. Forbes broke the story. Thomas Brewster in specific. ISIS was plotting to assassinate George W. Bush in Dallas. And the FBI was on the on the on the uh, on the on the scene. That is, we're surveilling uh, this plotter, and he tried to bring additional people into the country. And the way he wanted to bring them in was through the southern border, which he basically said is not protected. Anybody can get through there. And this is, of course, yet again of grave concern and should be. And so federal investigators continue to monitor threats from ISIS, even though it's in a very weakened state, but it's getting stronger again because Trump's not in the Oval Office, to be honest with you. The individual who was plotting, let me make sure we get this name. Oh, boy. Shahab Ahmed Shahab Shahab. That's the name based in Columbus, Ohio, said that he wanted to assassinate George Bush because he felt the former president was responsible for killing many Iraqis. All right. Now we're going to go directly to Joe Biden. Go ahead. Good evening, fellow Americans. I had hoped... When I became president, I would not have to do this again. Another massacre. Uvalde, Texas. An elementary school. Beautiful, innocent, second, third, fourth graders. <clears throat> and how many scores of little children who witnessed what happened see their friends die as if they're on a battlefield, for God's sake. They'll live with the rest of their lives. There's a lot we don't know yet. There's a lot we do know. The parents who will never see their child again, never have them jump in bed and cuddle with them. Parents will never be the same. To lose a child is like having a piece of your soul ripped away. There's a hollowness in your chest. You feel like you're being sucked into it and never going to be able to get out. Suffocating. It's never quite the same. <clears throat> It's a feeling shared by the siblings and the grandparents and the family members and the community that's left behind. Scripture says, Jill and I have talked about this in different contexts, another context. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So many crushed spirits. <clears throat> so tonight, I ask the nation to pray for them, give the parents and siblings the strength 
in the darkness they feel right now. As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs there to we be go. done? It's been 3,448 3, days, 10 years since I stood up at a high school in Connecticut, a grade school in Connecticut, where another gunman ma massacred 26 people, including 20 first graders at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Since then, there have been over 900 incidents of gunfires reported on school grounds. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Santa Fe High School in Texas. Oxford High School in Michigan. The list goes on and on, and the list grows when it includes mass shootings at places like movie theaters, houses of worship, as we saw just 10 days ago at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. And don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. We can and won't prevent every tragedy, but we know they work and have positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. What in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. And the gun manufacturers have spent two decades aggressively marking assault weapons, which make them the most and largest profit. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. Here's what else I know. Most Americans support common sense laws, common sense gun laws. I just got off a trip from Asia meeting with Asian leaders. And I learned of this while I was on the aircraft. And what struck me on that 17-hour flight, what struck me was these kinds of mass shootings rarely happen anywhere else in the world. Why? They have mental health problems. They have domestic disputes in other countries. They have people who are lost. But these kinds of mass shootings never happen with the kind of frequency they happen in America. Why? Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone? to have the courage to deal with it and stand up to the lobbies. It's time to turn this pain into action for every parent, for every citizen in this country. We have to make it clear to every elected official in this country, it's time to act. It's time for those who obstruct or delay or block the common sense gun laws. We need to let you know that we will not forget. We can do so much more.
We have to do more. Our prayer tonight is those parents lying in bed and trying to figure out, will I be able to sleep again? What do I say to my other children? What happens tomorrow? May God bless the loss of innocent life on this sad day. And may the Lord be near the brokenhearted and save those crushed in spirit because they're going to need a lot of help a lot of our prayers. God love you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have to take a hard break, but no, he was not up to it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. It is believed Fox is reporting Bill Mulligan was fantastic. That an elite Border Patrol agent shot and killed the mass murder because it's close to the border this town. And I want to just say what a disgrace Joe Biden is. What a disgrace. God knows. Nation leads a real leader. But we can't. We can't get a leader. It's, it's Biden. Just a disgrace in every respect. And yet we knew Biden wasn't up to it. Pelosi won't be and Schumer won't be and the media won't be. And then we go in circles again. He doesn't even know exactly what kind of weapons. He doesn't know exactly how much ammo. He doesn't have the facts, but he knows that there's legislation pending or lots of legislation. Just pass the legislation. That's what a Washington political hack does. And I hope people tomorrow will at least underscore some of the points we, you and I, made tonight about the culture, about our schools, about parents making more demands over curriculum, over budgets, and to secure these damn schools. And yes, with men and women who are trained in using arms. I don't want to hear again that they don't have the funds as they squander those funds left and right. And let me just say this tonight. We salute all our heroes. And we pray for these parents. And we pray for all the parents tonight who have lost and will lose their children today, tomorrow, the next day. Whether through gangs, whether through mass shootings or whatever. 